Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab and modular housing industry. Today, we're speaking with Mike Winnick, VP of uh, New Business Development at Jacobson Homes. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, as I mentioned before, I think you we tend to sort of often interview sort of smaller, more bespoke companies. So it's definitely awesome to have a company that I think is at the scale that, uh, of yours. Um, can you tell me a bit about the history of uh, Jacobson Homes and where you are today? Sure. Jacobson is uh, privately owned and operated and has been for 61 years. And they're located in Safety Harbor, Florida in a uh, very seasoned manufacturing facility. And they build uh, manufactured and uh, modular housing and about uh, 70% manufactured and 30% modular. There are many similarities between the uh, manufactured and modular because we build such a high grade of manufactured housing. And obviously we build a high grade modular. That makes sense. And what's, what's the scale like um, you're at? Like how many homes are you building a year to the extent you can talk about it? We built uh, about 950 homes a year in this environment. Yeah, we're capable of building another 40 or 50 when we get back to peak production. Coming back from COVID has been, and, and the labor issues surrounding COVID have uh, kept us from getting back to our peak. But we also are building a lot, a lot more complex product. Uh, the uh, so lots of things affecting it, but we are the largest single plant builder of manufactured and modular homes in the state of Florida, and we uh, we are known for uh, the highest quality finish standards and uh, service after the fact. We uh, we take good care of our customers. We build to a philosophy of quality beyond code. We do not build to minimum codes. We build to the strength, material conditions, and features that will withstand the storms that come to Florida. And uh, we have proudly survived every storm uh, that's come this way since uh, since the uh, uh, 1994 new wind standards came into place. Got it. Um, so uh, just to... Uh get into that. So you're saying they're, they're all built out of the same manufacturing facility? Yes. All my houses are built out of the same facility. Must be a, must be a large facility. And are, are you, are you doing ex- exclusively single family homes right now? Yes. Um, and then, so just to, can you, maybe you can give, um, obviously you talked about manufactured homes, you talked about modular homes. Um, can you give a little bit of uh, sort of a kind of, color and details on the sort of range of products that you all sell? Sure. Manufactured housing product is, is built to the HUD code, the federal code. And it tops out at about 130 mile an hour uh, wind standard, which is very adequate for the majority of Florida. And, and uh, it's a very high grade product that uh, we sell about uh, half to the 55 plus market and the other half to the traditional family market. The uh, modular product, uh, we build up to 180 mile an hour wind standard. Most of our modular product uh, goes up on stilts, stilt platforms, elevated platforms, and coastal areas, high wind, uh, you know, high 
water surge arenas, you know, very tough to build in areas. And, uh, and again, they're built to, you know, withstand the, the worst that nature's going to throw at them. And all these are, are uh, single story homes, correct? Well, they're single story, uh, with the exception when you're building them on, on stilts, <laughs> they might still be 15 or 20 feet high. Majority of people finish the lower level. So okay. they become a, a de facto two story. Got it. That's interesting. Okay. So it's, it's almost like having like a site built, like kind of walk out basement kind of thing. All right. Well, you're building them on a, on a concrete platform, uh, with reinforced, uh, concrete piers and you're craning this, uh, unit up in two or three sections. And, uh, and, and then typically people are framing in the bottom with the garage, utility room, workshops, whatever it might be. Right. That makes sense. Um, we've, we've actually seen that um, with a lot of uh, modular companies, especially in Hills um, and other parts of the uh, uh, sort of country. Um, and then what, uh, what do you homes, what's the range of costs on these? Well, they can, they can, uh, you're talking about HUD and yeah. uh, modular. For, for, for each of the products. Well, you know, uh, HUD today, and again, if, if you're talking just, a house set on a piece of dirt without any any uh, amenities, you know, no garage, no carport, no this, no that. You got one price point, and then you can move it all the way up to, you know, to the stilt levels. And you can build HUD on either grade level or stilt. And uh, typically, uh, you know, a HUD house today will just the home will go out uh, to a marketplace site for in the $70 ish range, $70 per square foot. Yeah. $70 per square foot. And you'll add, you know, 20 bucks a square foot for amenities, driveway, carport, that kind of thing. If you go into garage, you're going to add another, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet, uh, $20 per square foot. If you go to stilts, you know, typical stilt platform for a 1500 square foot house is, is $75,000. And uh, so it, it bumps it up again. And then you throw the modular consequence in. And, and uh, uh, in the case of modular going up on stilts today, we primarily build to the majority of them in 160 to 180 mile an hour wind zones. And they are craned into place. They have a, uh, a triple 2 by 12 perimeter rail. They have I-joist, engineered I-joist. Uh, they have plywood flooring, siding that, you know, mm-hmm. beefed up at every level. And the majority of them are hardy board siding, uh, metal roofs and yeah. impact glass. Yeah. So all those things take things up a notch at a time. And, uh, a, uh, you know, 14, 1500 square foot home going into, to, uh, uh, ocean breeze will sell for half a million bucks. The, uh, that's not the cost. I'm it's not the cost, right? That's the, the retail. Um, but just the basic house delivered to the builder is going to be uh, 113 to 125 bucks a square foot. Got it. So, not, counting, not counting the stilts, not counting the setup, not counting the air, the plumbing, electric, all the rest of it. Right. So on the modular ones, um, so you're, devel- you're obviously like, 
delivering the box. Um, and then are are you are you working with a third party builders Correct. to do the site work? We, we work with the community owners, the retailers who all have a general contractor, mm-hmm. and it's the GC that's handling all the construction. And uh, for them, we just provide you know the the sections of the manufactured or modular home. Got it. So, so that means, so you're saying that for a modular home, you're getting the like 150 to $200 a square foot. It sounds like yes. on the sort of, sort of full. Yes. Got it. Um, and at this point, do you have a pretty big network of builders who have just done your homes over and over again? Yes. Yes. We have a, we have uh, oh, 60 or 70 communities and 25 uh, retail sales centers that, employ their own GCs, their own construction elements to finish the home typically on, you know, an acre to five acres, 10 acres of property. Uh, we build a lot out in the more difficult to to reach areas, difficult to build in. Those are all good reasons to buy modular or manufactured because building them in sections and bringing them out makes it a lot easier than driving in and out of a location that's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 40 miles from town. Yep. And then when you when you talk about uh, any of the waterfront, riverfront, oceanfront, you n- name it, uh, and you're building up on stilts, obviously the speed and execution of a stilt home, you know, is, is months faster than you know, being on high lifts and ladders, and you know all the inconvenience of building site built on stilts. Yeah, it's funny. We uh, we had a different modular company on a couple weeks ago in it they were talking about this very high end area outside of Boston and called Nantucket. And they were saying they thought it's the uh, highest concentration of modular homes in the country. Because when you're building on an Island, you basically get one day to deliver a house. And apparently there's one crane company that uh, just services the entire Island and sets a home every day. So it totally makes sense that there'd sort of be similar factors for you all. Um, So, okay. So just to, uh, uh, what are the most popular plans? Um, just interested uh, for your uh, for your group, do you, especially on the modular side. The, the most popular are view uh, floor plans. You know, they're going up on stilts, typically in a waterfront area, river, ocean, uh, sometimes on a golf course, some wetlands, but view homes. So, you know, an end load, full width porch. You know, we, we typically will send out a, you know, uh, our, our, our width sizes are usually 24, 28, or 32 feet wide uh, or up to uh, 40 feet wide. And, and they'll go up in two or three sections, and they'll all have typically at least a 10-foot full-width porch on them. So the, the, the floor plans are usually front living room, great room, view plans are the best selling when it comes to to stilts if it's private property uh, then they're typical traditional uh, side set ranch style home uh, and there's you know there's hundreds of floor plans you know there's a there's just so many and we and we customize regularly we we also operate on a pretty much a custom made easy kind of philosophy so people come in and bring their floor plan they they dreamed up years ago and finally in a position to build it and you know ask my retailers my builders to quote them on it 
So it, it's, it can be anything. But the most common, the most popular, are all view-oriented end load plans where the, the porch and, and uh, living room, dining room, great room face the view, face the, the water, the golf, the woods, the what have you. Got it. That makes sense. Um, on the, uh, on the, what were we talking about? Uh, on these, uh, sort of these homes, you talked about customization. So you're actually customizing for individual people or are you mostly customizing kind of for communities? Well, for the builder, you know, which ends up being for the, 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 the customer. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, in the community business, there's much less customization there. There's, there is some, but much less as you get into the stilts, the, the high end view homes, uh, high end property homes. Those, those are customizing for the individual customer through, you know, their builder retailer. Right. I was, yeah. So that's something I was about to ask you about. So can you tell me a bit about the, the retail model and the process there? So, so let's say like I, uh, so I, I, whatever, listen, let's just say you listen to this podcast, right? You're in Florida. You, you think this sounds cool. You go to your website. There's a phone number on your website, but there's also a handful of uh, retail centers, I guess. Correct. Um, are those only for manufactured housing or are those modular and manufactured? Manufactured and modular. Okay. The community ones are all manufactured except for uh, Ocean Breeze at the moment, okay. uh, which does modular in a 55 plus environment. And then the retailers are a mixture of, of HUD and modular. Got and it. the retailers, if you look at uh, in in Plant City, we've got, you know, Jacobson Homes of Lake City. Yeah. In, uh, I'm sorry, in Plant City, Lake City, Pick a City. Uh, we've got a variety of retailers. And are those owned and operated ex- by you or are those? No, by no, by individual entrepreneurs. Okay. Got it. Uh, and are those people also, so we've seen this happen in a few different models. Are they also essentially fulfilling and doing the uh, building and site work, or are they only doing the uh, selling of the plans? Well, they they primarily uh, do the organizing, the the design and the layout, uh, and then organizing all the contractors through their general contractor, you know, to be able to perform all the the services needed to complete it. God, and, and they're all you, pretty talented people. They're not just out there, you know, selling off a off a catalog. They, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They're out in the field. They they go out with a the customer. They they'll they'll walk the lots with the customer and help them, you know, can configure a layout in their mind that that we can build. Right. Um, and then are are you selling homes directly, um, like via your phone number as well, or does the phone number essentially just like push people to uh, one of these retailers? Yeah, we don't sell anything direct. I see. Interesting. Except you buy from us, you buy from a community or from a retail builder. Got it. Um, that's interesting. Will you tell me a little bit about how, how the community setup works? Because, um, I, again, I assume that there, there are individual entrepreneurs that go, go into that, too. How do, well, how do they're you... also big companies. They're real estate investment trusts. Okay. Uh, 55 plus uh, right. uh, properties in Florida. Many of them are quite exotic. Right. You know, golf course communities, waterfront communities. You know, and, and right down to very basic affordable properties, mm-hmm. uh, but they uh, they usually have, you know, gated entries and terrific amenities, clubhouses, swimming pools, hot tubs, you know, social activities of every sort, and they're incredibly popular. 
and they're quite frankly a wonderful lifestyle oriented product that the 55 plus folks flock to yeah um so uh yeah so uh when the when those exist are you typically like the exclusive provider of housing for each of those are are they pre-building all your housing or is it like okay if, if i'm coming into that like i get a selection of options and you're one of the selection that could be built most of them would like us to be their only supplier we just can't build enough to to keep everybody happy so they'll they'll buy from one or two other uh suppliers to and are they yeah. rebuilding these like sort of track spec style or are then the, the individual owners coming in and selecting from there? Say that again. Are the, is it, is the developer actually building each of these homes sort of to spec prior to having an owner or is the owner coming in and designing their own? Uh, it's, it's both. It's, uh, you know, easily 50, 50. Got it. And how does financing work for all this stuff? Are, are you it's like, just like buying, you know, well, no, I that, are, are you organ? Do you have like a preferred lender you work with on all of this no, stuff? We, we deal with banks of every sort, just like you would site build. Got it. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and then what's the timing? So someone c- comes to one of your retailers, they say, "Hey, I have this piece of land. Um, you know, I want to put in a, whatever a modular box on top." Uh, what is the sort of timing and process from there? It varies, it varies wildly. And you have circumstances where, you know, some of my uh, retailers have, you know, orders online or scheduled to go online or scheduled in the backlog months and months out. And and depending on where they are in that process and, uh, you know, some of those would have been built for, as models or as specs, but they, in this environment, they're getting sucked up and, and uh, taken down much sooner. So there, there's not not much random inventory for sale. And, but if, so if you're starting and you got to get in the queue and, and, and go through the permitting process and on and on and on. And with the backlogs being what they are, uh, due to, you know, COVID and, and pressure on, on labor, uh, you know, you can easily go, you know, uh, nine months to a year to get a house. Um, and how long does it actually take in the factory once you're sort of? It's uh, three weeks. Three weeks. In the good old days when uh, the backlogs weren't blown out of proportion, you know, you could go to a retailer, you know, and typically you're taking 60 days to get your permits anyway. Uh, get the permits, get the product ordered. And uh, and depending on the backlog at the time, we could deliver a house in four weeks to eight weeks. And then they'd complete it in four weeks. So the turnaround was, you know, four months, five months, sometimes six months. Now it's it's very common to go, you know, much, much longer. And depending on which of the retailers you're buying from or whether you're starting totally from scratch uh, and depending on the permitting issues, which are getting, becoming more and more difficult, you know, it can, it can get stretched out. It's uh, the old quick uh, turnaround has had a lot of pressure put on it. Got it. That makes sense. Um, and then, uh, let's see. So this has been, uh, really terrific to learn a bit about your, uh, your operation. If you don't mind, uh, uh, do you think we could, uh, move to our fire round where we, uh, you know, ask experts like you a few questions we get from our audience and, uh, yeah, you can, uh, sure, go for it. Shoot. All right. So question number one, um, 
do you, do you end up working? It sounds like on the community side, you probably do with investors and how does what they're looking for differ from a kind of typical homeowners? Cause we, we work with both groups. I work with investors all the time and, you know, people coming in looking to build everything from, you know, a uh, 20 lot, couple of cul-de-sacs to up to, you know, four or 500 or more sites. And, uh, and then I deal with, you know, many of the big real estate investment trusts and big development companies that are owned by pension companies and things like that. And, and they can easily be 300 to a thousand sites. Uh, we've got a, a few communities even uh, up into the 15, 1600 range. So we, we, we have a little of everything. Uh, we have lots of wannabe investors. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of them come in with, you know, a lot of preconceived notions and thinking it's going to be a lot easier and a lot quicker than it is. But the the biggest problem in Florida is the entitlement process and the permitting to get any kind of development done, and whether it's manufactured, modular, uh, any grade level. I mean, it's it's you know you better plan on a two year process. You know, to be able to get the finish line before ever you're going to be able to put a house on a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like that in much of the country. You know, with the bureaucracy, our government. I, I mean, California, it, it, like, yeah. it can take longer. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, you know, our government is not our friend. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, a lot of boxes to check. Um, okay, one question we get a lot about, uh, sort of, on the particularly on the manufactured side, is the appreciation question. Um, That's a great question. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you have lots of data points given the scale. Oh, that's my specialty. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's that, your response? That, that has changed over time, and and at uh, one point in time, you know, there were commuters coming on the ground left and right, and excess inventory, and da 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 da. And, and on the 55 plus side, you're you're billing to someone who's already, you know, well up in age. And and then you get a you know some of these communities have been around twenty thirty years and all of a sudden you know you're dealing with a, a community very heavily uh, steeped in folks that are you know sixty five seventy five eighty five years old and facts of life are we don't live forever and uh, and when they were so uh, uh, before a lot of the market changes there was you know much much uh, more supply. Well, that's all slowed down. You know, it's gotten yeah. balanced out. And today, uh, and in those days, you know, product uh, uh, could depreciate slightly or could depreciate a lot. But it typically depends on where you put the home, what kind of amenities the community had, how well you took care of your house, all the things that apply to a site-built home as well. Now, today, in the 55 uh plus properties, which are primarily lease properties where where you buy the home and lease lot. Yep. And as part of that lease, you're getting a great amenity package and you know, good management, et cetera, et cetera. The uh, total turnaround in... in uh, That's in, for the manufactured uh, ones. Not right, the manufactured. Yeah. And those houses have gone up in price dramatically on the resale end. Demand is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And it's not unusual for... You know, a home, and let's say a, a 2000, 2003, 2004 
1995-96 house uh, to uh, sell for uh, what it sold for originally up to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 thousand dollars uh, more. Mm-hmm. And and we had houses just sell in Shalimar Creek, which is a beautiful golf course club uh, community here in in Lakeland that uh, sold in 2000 for uh, about 105, 110, just sold for two, 225. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all over the boards, but there's far more. It sounds, like you, it sounds like you think it's more of a supply demand issue than it is a. Uh, well, a, that and the houses today. See, back, back in the old days when people would bitch about depreciation, yeah. it's because they had bought a cheap house to start yeah. with. Mm-hmm. They bought the lowest price they could find. They bought one with the lowest uh, common denominator of siding and roofing and windows, et cetera. Then the, the, the one of the few good things our government has done is in, by increasing the wind speed requirements and that type of stuff, people had to start using quality product. And so guess what? You, know, you build quality, it lasts longer, looks good longer, it sells for more. And, and that's what's really turned around. We, we build so many houses today with either very high-grade uh, vinyl siding, uh, high-grade, you know, 30-year shingle roofs, uh, metal roofs, uh, either dual-pane, very fine insulated glass windows, or high-grade impact glass windows. And then so many of our houses today are built with garages and better outside amenity packages. And, and voila, you know, you, 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 you build quality and, and you take care of it, and it sells for more. Yeah. One, uh, so just transition to the next question, which is you obviously talked about you all making a very high quality product. Uh, if I'm a consumer and I'm looking at um, different manufactured home, home options, wh- is there like a sort of a quick checklist or a few things that you would look at to sort of understand quality differences between uh, homes and, you know, home manufacturers? Sure. And, and start structurally to begin with. You know, the minimum code, uh, you can build with a two-by-four sidewall. You can build with with particle board or, or uh, you know, low-grade sheathing. You can put uh, a thermoply or foam core or these, you know, cheap uh, substandard, in my opinion, sheathing uh, boards and, and uh, uninsulated windows and that kind of thing. Uh, whereas in our house, even in my, my entry-level you know, I put OSB sheathing on all my houses. I don't put uh, on uh, uh, foam core or thermoply or some of these other substandard products, in my opinion. We have all two by six exterior walls, not two by four. We have all two by four interior walls, not two by three. You know, we're using a very high grade shingle, very high grade vinyl lap or, or uh, hardy siding, you know, hardy cementious products. Yeah. And, uh, and so we use hardy board across, the, I mean, even really high end homes all the time here. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we put more into our product, but we were efficient. So we don't, we can still sell it, uh, you know, without it being a knock your head off premium. And, and, uh, so that kind of product is going to look good, you know, wear well and resell well. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. And then, and, and, but you know, they, 
you get some cliches, you get some stereotypes that get built into anything like it happened in the manufactured housing business. When people would build anything, they could get down the road. Uh, it's, it's That's not how Jacobson has ever built. And uh, like I said, we've, we've always looked at building product from a quality beyond code perspective. We want to build a product that's going to wear and tear and weather the storms, you know, years after your warranty expires. Yep. That makes sense. Um, and then last question, um, we guess, uh, from a land perspective, uh, for if I'm a consumer trying to think about if Jacobson or manufacturer or modular housing works for me, is there kind of a viability checklist or feasibility checklist that you sort of have in terms of, okay, right. It sounds like I know there's lots of so sort of, for example, swamps and floods in certain parts of Florida, um, which is, I assume, one of many reasons for stilts. Um, but are there other things, right? Obviously, like access to a crane would be another. That uh, Access like, to what? Act, like being able to get a, a crane to a site, I assume, is totally necessary. Um, yeah, if you're going up on stilts, it certainly is. Um Oh, do you do you not use cranes for the uh, for the like the modular manufactured stuff that isn't on stilts? You uh, you don't have to. Uh, they are most common set with cranes. The manufactured are are set with trans lifts for the most part because they're blocked and anchored. Right, because those yeah. are land permanent foundations. Yeah, and you can use a trans lift to get uh, a frame on modular on site, but anything on stem walls. Stilts, any of that nature, do require a crane. And yes, you have to. That's a big part of what the retail representatives, right? You know, are, are retail stores, they're going out to the site. They're they're mapping the the route out to the site, taking pictures of anything that might cause difficulties, like low hanging electric wires or bridges or what have you, trees, and uh, and then they work out how to work around it. That makes sense. Um, we'll you can't see. always you can't always work around it, but yeah, but most of the time you can. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, again, I don't think we've had any Florida issues, but some other projects we've done across the country, we've like just not been like modular is not feasible because right, like there's a crazy road to get here, and there's just no way we can get a huge crane up there. So that makes sense. Um, all right, like final question that we ask everyone: What are you most excited about? for uh, your company or for the industry for the near future? Well, I'm most excited that you know, the, the demand for housing is extraordinary. The demand for housing in Florida is even more extraordinary. You know, the, the, uh, it's, it's a great place to come and locate for weather perspective, sunshine, uh, uh, and amenities and features. It's a, it's a great place to live. The, the folks up north want to get out of uh, that part of the world, a large part for economics. You know, we have lower tax base, lower cost of living. Uh, you know, it's just a, a overall better place to live. So we, we look ahead feeling good about, you know, having years of, of good business conditions for us. They may tighten it up. You know, housing is cyclical, but we build a product that, is so well built and we have such good distribution and a great team. We know we're going to thrive no matter what happens in the market. And, and we're especially thrilled that there is uh, the demand level for a customer who appreciates a better grade product. We like building uh, 
you know, the, the more innovative, thoughtful, exciting products as opposed to a basic econo box. Uh, that, that's, you know, that's just not our thing. We, we, we build stylish product. We build a product, you know, you'd love to move into tomorrow. You know, I built, built housing, the Florida keys for a million bucks. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a great environment and, and knowing you're satisfying a, a need, you know, giving people a product that they're going to be able to afford, you know, years and years from now. And one that's going to stand up to the weather, that's going to look good, appreciate, on and on. You know, it's, it's a that's a tough environment not to enjoy. That's great. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of my favorite things about the industry is just like almost in in with very few exceptions, people really want what the people in the business you're making. So um, I'm with you. Um, thanks again, Mike. I really appreciate um, you taking the time to be on our podcast. Um, for more, yeah, anytime you want to come to Florida, come to our, our uh, factory, come to one of our model we centers. Love, we love doing house tours and stuff. We'd love um, to have you. Any and your your uh, people listening to your podcast, the our model center in Safety Harbor is accessible. The factory we're we're almost back to a regular factory tour schedule. It's it's been slow coming back because of COVID. Yeah, so make sure they call ahead. But we will be back in a mode of giving regular factory tours, and you know we, we we love you know. Uh, seeing is believing. Yeah, you know, seeing the factory, seeing the quality, seeing the detail go in uh, helps everybody make a good decision. Mm-hmm. So, for everyone listening at home, for more information about Mike and Jacobson Homes, uh, jachomes.com. Yeah, and Mike W. Mike W. at jachomes.com. Right. And um, if, you, if you send me a question, I will respond to it, or I'll get one of my team to respond to it. But we we do respond to everybody. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, thanks again, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate My it. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. Yep. Thanks.